Hey everybody, this is Dr. William Clark here for Leadership Conversations. This is the show where we talk about leadership according to the world that matters to you. And I wanted to spend a few moments with you. I wanted to uh, actually talk about this article I, I found the other day. It was written by Tiffany Koosh and she writes for Fairy God Boss. And the topic she wrote about uh, is the 10 things smart people do to enhance their reputation at work. And I, when I read this article, I thought it was pretty, pretty smart. Um, there you go. Uh, it was pretty smart. Uh, and it was some good information. And at first I thought I was like, okay, this is good for people who are at work, right, trying to, you know, just enhance their reputation, as she indicated. But of course, uh, I started looking at this from the lens of an emerging leader, someone who's looking to advance their leadership and to move forward in their leadership, particularly if you're new uh, to the leadership role. And quite frankly, some of the things that Tiffany covers here in this particular article is relevant to getting to that leadership status. Uh, but I felt like that these things don't stop. These 10 things that she covers does not stop because you became a leader. These things continue uh, even after you've been assigned a leadership title uh, because you're still working to become a better leader than you were the day before. So she covers 10 things smart people do to enhance their reputation. I'm going to cover a few of the things that she she highlighted in her article. Here's the first thing she talks about. She says uh, taking ownership. Smart people take ownership. And she's getting to the point uh, in this particular part, uh, section of the article in, in saying that we're always voluntold to do something. And, and I, you heard me right, voluntold. Now, and, and what she is saying is that oftentimes when our supervisors or our bosses ask us what we like to volunteer for a task, what we're actually being told is I want you to do it, but I want you to do it as a volunteer, which is the combination of voluntold. And that happens to everybody on the job, even if you're the CEO or an executive director of your organization and your board asks you to do something that's going to advance the work of the organization, you're going to be voluntold. So everybody's in a position to be voluntold. However, what she's saying is that as a smart individual enhancing one's reputation at work, you're not waiting for those opportunities to be voluntold. You, in fact, are taking ownership. You are taking initiative to move forward with an idea idea that is being discussed or introducing new ideas to the organization that can advance the work of the organization. That leads me to the second thing she covers, and that is be timely. She is talking about being on time for any and all things. Uh, there are too many of us in our organizations and leaders who are guilty of this who do not show up to things on time. We're late for our own meetings. We're late for other people's meetings. Uh, when we do arrive, we we take time away from the meeting to get ourselves situated, to greet everybody. Uh, we don't give ourselves enough buffer time to leave one meeting and go to the next. And it creates a backlog in your day and it ultimately creates a backlog in your work. And she is uh, pushing this idea that if you want to enhance your reputation, be on time with everything, not only just showing up, not only with being there five, 10 minutes before a meeting starts, but what about the submission of projects? What about the completion of projects? You have a deadline of getting it done by Friday. Why can't you get it done by Thursday? If the deadline is having it done by close of business, why not have it done by 12 or 3 p.m.? Well, why? Why you can't? Why can't you do that? And so she is saying being timely enhances your reputation because when you are on time or you are ahead of time, people know one, you're a trusted resource to dedicate yourself to get stuff done. 
But then two, people can rely on the fact that if you get this done ahead of schedule, it gives them time, more time than they need to prepare, to uh, review, to edit, to give feedback, or they can submit their work product early or on time because you were ahead of schedule. Here's number three, and this one just hits me uh, hard because I think a lot of people struggle with this, and that is smart people and keep their promises. We always make promises on the job. We always say that, sure, I'll do this or I'll get this done. And when we don't do what we say we're going to do, it creates this negative ripple effect in the organization where we delay projects, we uh, hold people up from completing things that they have to get done, uh, projects or meetings start late, we fall over budget or we don't uh, stay, a course, uh, stay on the course for our budget. And keeping promises is all about saying, I'm going to complete, I am going to do I am going to finish what I said I was going to do regardless of the circumstances. I can't tell you how many times I've been let down by people not being late, but not keeping promises because part of being late is not keeping a promise. If you said you're going to have something by close of business and you don't have it by close of business, you broke a promise. If you say that, okay, um, I will have it to you by Wednesday and you don't give it to me until uh, the following Monday, you broke a promise. You, you tell me that you're going to complete a product a project A and you only complete portions of project A. You broke a promise. You're leaving me underwhelmed. You're leaving me with absolutely nothing to go on. And broken promises is one of the fastest ways that you can destroy, terminate, uh, limit, um, downgrade your, your reputation. Okay. So I think that that was just something that was powerful, uh, that she shared the fifth thing she shared. And I'm skipping here is she says, smart people think forward. As a leader, I'm always thinking forward. I'm always thinking about several steps ahead and how I can navigate, uh, our work as we move forward as, as I'm thinking about tomorrow, right? And and it seems as though that the leaders you navigate or deal with rather are not worried about today. They're kind of aloof about today. No, leaders are always thinking about tomorrow. I have to balance today's efforts, today's conversations, today's outputs with an achievement I have uh, in, in sight for us over the next three to f- uh, six months. Or we, we got to get this project done in the next three to six months because we, we have a much bigger goal that I need to achieve in the next two to three years. As a smart person, it would, it would enhance your reputation. It would enhance your leadership to think forward, to think about tomorrow, to think about six months, 12 months, 18, 24 months from now because the people that you're reporting to whether you're an emerging leader or whether you are the senior leader and you have a board, the people you report to are thinking about beyond tomorrow. They're thinking about next year and a year after that. They're thinking bigger. They're thinking globally. And if you're able to think on that level, then you're able to connect with what people are thinking about who are above you. I'll tell you this. Uh, she, I'll share these, these last two things. This is number nine and number 10. Number nine is to be innovative. If you listen to this podcast, you know uh, that I talk about innovation and disruptive thoughts all the time. It is important 
for you to constantly innovate and create and to reinvent not only yourself, but your work, your projects, your teams, etc. The more you innovate, the more creativity you add to your work, the more people can trust that you will never feel boxed in. Even when there are constraints that are out of your control, when you're able to innovate when you're able to think your way through a situation, when you're able to come up with alternative solutions and not be limited to the circumstances that are presented to you, you will be viewed as not only smart, but a valued resource. This doesn't, it just doesn't stop when you achieve your leadership goals. No, this continues even as you are maintaining your leadership goals, even as you are, uh, you, you're rising to the most senior leadership position in your organization. Innovation is critical. Your staff will be looking to you for innovation. They will be looking to you for creativity and they will get their cue from you. And this leads me to number 10, the last thing that she shared, which is get smart. At the end of the day, what what she's talking about is you need to read. You need to read, 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 read. Tiffany hits it on the head here. Reading changes everything. Reading enhances your thinking. It advances your thought process. You cannot be innovative. You cannot be creative if you're not reading the material of other people, if you're not keeping up with what's going on in your industry, if you're not reading articles, if you're not reading books, if you're not reading blogs, if you're not reading book chapters. You have to read and consume as much as you can. In some cases where it's relevant, uh, getting smart also is inclusive of listening to people talk. This includes speeches. This includes keynotes. This includes YouTube videos. This includes podcasts. This includes meetings where you're going to meetings that you may not be a part of, but the person speaking is much smarter than you and going to listen and process. Getting smart also is inclusive of asking questions, knowing what questions to ask and to continue to ask Ask, 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 and then to write down what you're consuming, what you're hearing, and processing it. Getting smart is all of our responsibility. So uh, you can get Tiffany's article um, on the uh, site, uh, Fairy God Boss. Uh, she shares these 10 things. There are a couple more that she shared that I didn't go over that I think might be helpful to you in the growth of your leadership. Now, I'm hopeful that you're continuously pushing the needle, pushing the envelope uh, when it comes to advancing your leadership. Your organization needs it. Your customers need it. You need it. Don't stop developing. Don't stop growing. You will see the benefits start to manifest soon enough. This is Dr. William Clark for Leisure Conversations, and we'll see you in the next show. Peace.